Welcome to The Next Mile, a podcast about the future of transportation. I'm your host, Puya Dianat. Today's episode, Atlanta's Bicycle Diaries, with Nedra Deadweiler of Civil Bikes. The city is Atlanta. The year is 2013. A bold dreamer takes to the back of a bike. Ahead lay the open road with stops full of hidden stories. Voices that were buried through the passage of time. And it's when one's stories are lost that the final step has been taken to being misplaced forever. This dreamer rode her bike, learning and lifting those histories, ensuring they see a tomorrow. Her name is Nedra Deadweiler, and the organization is Civil Bikes. Hey, Puya, thank you for having me here. Um, it's really nice to meet you in this way, especially right now. I grew up here in Georgia. <laughs> we'll start there. I was born at Georgia Baptist. So I grew up in Southwest DeKalb. And I would say a passion would be people. I'm a social worker by training and just like the interest and curiosity and the human story, the human capacity and resilience, and even trying to understand motivation. So started Civil Bikes in 2013. Um, That's when the idea hit me. And it is essentially tours, although it's really not about tour touring. It's really more about preservation, preservation of story, preservation of place. And we do that. We started out on as, as doing it via bike, a bicycle. Um, and then we also started doing walking tours. So yeah, it is, it's a preservation project of stories. When civil bikes first took to the streets, Atlanta was a little different than it is now, and biking through the city in the name of historic preservation was a radically different approach to interacting with our urban landscape. Downtown was just emerging from the housing crisis. Peak development had not yet arrived. The streets were still dotted with vacancies. And Nedra? To many, she was an anomaly in the white male-dominated world of cycling. As she rode on her bike through the streets, sharing stories of Atlanta's past to small tour groups, she remained the biggest outlier. A black woman using her bike to serve as the unofficial keeper of stories we never learned about as we passed them each day. The bicycle was an ideal mode of conveyance for this experience. A two-wheeled enabler of exploration into a rich but complex history. Tell me why it's important for uh, you to be able to have people connect with these stories on a bike or on foot. Uh, we're so used to tours being on top of double-decker buses. What what changes when you're on a bike? Well, it is it's the proximity. It's the closeness. You know, it's the intimacy with the space. It's the intimacy with the other person. And then also, like, put the, in air quotes, other person. Because of segregation, because of even de facto segregation, or people of different cultures not having close enough relationships, you know, it sort of mirrors what we need to do in each other's space, right? Like, being on the street at human scale, we're not removed in a a quote-unquote protective space. We are on the street. The action on the street, we are a part of it. And there's an exchange that takes place. 
at some of the stories that you um, that anyone would encounter with us is kind of like definitely street level you know what do you see from the street what do you see from the sidewalk but it is fixed and associated to say a building you know a structure to a landscape one of our newer series is looking at women on the west side and there's a woman Mary uh, Mary Parks Washington she grew up on the west side she was an artist we wouldn't hear stories like that we wouldn't know about her and the work that she had done she grew up in a house that still stands on Ashby Grove you know what she contributed to culture what she contributed to history um, it still continues I didn't necessarily realize this at the time that I started but it was a recognition that Black space, Black history, Black culture in, this, in these ways are important to our society. And, you know, who worked here? Who lived here? What did they do? All those things help to create a culture and also help to build a community. Being able to, like, really focus in on that um, and then connect it to the whole, the whole of Atlanta, like, why certain neighborhoods formed and how they were shaped. For me, it helped to connect some of that past to the present and show like um, that Black people were here and that really cared and produced and contributed and what we offer is, is valuable. Everyone can bring some something to the table to uplift the story of another person. As Nedra says, her goal is to unearth and save these stories that are small, may have happened in nondescript places, by people that aren't in history books, but in some ways that makes them the most accurate representative stories. In Atlanta, they're focused on a racial divide that is long cut into the heart of our nation. But Nedra's tours don't focus on the mainstream players. Whether on foot or bike, she's working to paint a picture of people who were building blocks to the larger-than-life figures of Atlanta's civil rights era. Civil rights in Atlanta was won through negotiation. So there's a little bit of diplomacy and um, showing a unified face. But underneath that, uh, these systems of inequality have set in. The uncovering of that face and trying to uh, delicately peel back some of those layers. And it shows up by talking about um, not sort of the mainliners in the movement, but being able to talk a little bit more about some of the students who are part of student movement or women who form various civic groups and organizations, women who are involved in voting campaigns and voting organizations. That is how it shows up. So we try to talk about the unusual character or just the ones who are really not necessarily come up above the fray. And I think for me, it's important because it gives agency to just regular people, like a hairdresser who is talking to women about self-care, but also about why it's important for them to vote. Like, that's something that everybody can do. We can share that, like, transmission of agency to each other and support each other in doing these things cooperatively, you know, being um, civically active and minded. Someone has said to me recently, our past is our future, but it's like the past is never, it's never the past. So I think it's just like that awareness is what we try to do. 
So while Nedra continues to craft stories around those impactful characters of long-ago Atlanta, the bike she rides could be part of the solution. After all, study after study confirms two things. Equal transportation and equal education are two required ladders of upward mobility to build a balanced society. How does transportation accomplish that? For a long time, many of us have taken for granted that you just hop into a car, take to the road, and capture the American dream. But cars, for many, have become encumbrances, another monthly bill they can't take. Through the rise of the gig economy, many of those driving Lyfts and Ubers are doing so just to pay for the cars that they're driving. So how can transportation benefit rather than punish a segment of society for which the American dream has been a bit more of an American nightmare. I love that worldview and sort of the, how you let, were led to that moment of uh, connecting all these things. Do you think that uh, transportation, getting the right answers to transportation, do you think that impacts equality? I do think it impacts equality. It, just because, you know, like access, access to education, access to jobs, access to food um, and housing that's connected to that, like our communities, we've got to be able to move mobility. It is a thing that moves our lives forward. So having getting transportation right, we have that option right now. And also, I think rethinking through how we have planned and organized um, the Atlanta region, like where are jobs located and where are, you know, where are these things located, where people live, how can folks get access to better jobs, better paying jobs? I mean, if we can have those honest conversations and maybe and in an authentic, connected way, face to face and see each other's neighborhoods and communities uh, close on the ground, that we we have we understand that we're all invested in each other and need to make sure we're giving everyone the best opportunity exactly i mean i don't think your needs and my needs are any different we both need air we both need water we both need a place to live that's safe and healthy and we need to be, have access to like physical like being able to move around so our needs really aren't that different from each other it's just like and i and i i like what you said about being invested like we're invested in the same place like we all care we all are here we just need to pull that together a little bit tighter six feet apart however that works (laughs) connect with the heart um and then maybe the mind and i i think it it really has to not be an intellectual exercise it really has to be a heart exercise it requires a lot more than reconciliation um, to get to a place where we have a society where it's built on equity um, and there's access and really until Atlanta deals with its racial past and even current racial issues we're really not going to create a transportation system that every that benefits everyone um, where we put funding versus putting in working on a highway, highway construction. Maybe we need to have some rail. You know, maybe we do need to have more buses. 
you know, we're not, we won't make that switch or bike lanes, you know? Yeah, I was going to say bike lanes is, the, is a, definitely supports what you're working on. So. Yeah, some protected bike lanes and paths and, but we have to address like the, the fear of the other person um, that lives in our history. I feel like I've learned a lot and I feel like, you know, I want community one to help fashion what it is that it becomes and have to have community buy-in and then also thinking like how we want to live differently um how can civil bikes be a part of that healing our communities with two feet on the pedals asking us all to take a moment to think differently about the world around us as we continue to explore the future of transportation let's not forget our past And let's make sure that transportation is lifting all of us up. Thanks for joining us as we look ahead on the next mile. The future of transportation is developing quickly, and it will mean a more equitable, safer, and better connected planet. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Next Mile Podcast, and listen wherever you get your podcasts. The Next Mile is produced by Nick Huey and Puya Dianat at Beam Imagination.